Hi there, I'm Julie Stokes with Elevate Louisiana. In today's Engage Quick Take, I'm visiting with a former guest of the show, Jason DeQueer, who's a partner with Advantis Consulting, about the tax reform legislation that passed during the legislative session that just adjourned. You can also check out our previous episode with Jason on our website at elevatela.org. So Jason, it's good to have you back. Um, you know, leading into the 2021 session, there was a lot of discussion, you know, about the key tax reform items that legislative leadership wanted to accomplish. What made it through the session? Yeah, well, good, Julie. Again, thank you for, for having me on. I appreciate all the great work that you're doing uh, with Elevate. But obviously, tax reform session, uh, legislative leadership really drove the agenda. And although, you know, look, they were, they were swinging for the fences and trying to improve every aspect of our tax code, uh, the major changes fell in really two buckets. Uh, the first bucket was sales tax. And you know how long we have been debating uh, making our sales tax system more efficient. You actually chaired uh, a group not long ago trying to clean up our sales tax structure and put it on par with the rest of the country. Um, we were able, or the, the legislature was able to pass a constitutional amendment uh, that would purport, if passed on the ballot October 9th, streamline and create more of a centralized collection system for all sales taxes in the state. That's a big deal, and that's a big deal to comply with Wayfair. That's a big deal to make ease of reporting those uh, taxes. Um, easier for both small and large businesses and just businesses all size. So that's the big, the real big ticket initiative that they got through. Of course, constitutional amendment will need to pass on the ballot. The second bucket was income tax. And uh, they were able to make some improvements in both the corporate income tax as well as the individual income tax structure. Now, there's been a lot of talk about flat taxes and trying to get to one single rate. Um, they weren't able to achieve that, but through compromise, they were able to get rid of the federal income tax deduction, which was also constrained by the Constitution. And as a result, they were able to lower rates. And that's always what we've talked about, expanding the base, lowering rates. So two good things happened because of this. One, we're no longer tied to the federal system. So every time Congress makes changes, our budget is not impacted. Of course, if this passes by vote of the people. And two, we were able to lower rates a little bit. And in corporate, it's kind of an extra bonus because we had five different rates of tax. Now we only have three. In individual, we still have three rates of tax, but they all have been lowered a little bit. But it sets it up for the legislature to now make more changes just by legislative action. You won't need constitutional amendments and those sort of things. One other kicker was the franchise tax, which was tied to this. We had started to phase out the franchise tax during the COVID recovery uh, for small businesses. These bills actually eat away at the franchise tax a little bit more. And it lowers the amount that you pay on the highest tier capital and that lowest tier capital that used to be taxable would no longer be taxable. So those are the major things, Julie, that the legislature achieved. Again, I keep saying uh, it, it will require an October 9th um, vote of yes and the majority vote yes in order for those things to fully be enacted. So what are you hearing on the streets right now about what's going to be done to inform the public for this big vote that's coming up because it's not that far away? It, it's not and as you know these actually started off 
as they were being drafted as initiatives for the 2022 election. Uh, and as we were getting down the home stretch, the legislative leadership felt like with the momentum and everything else, let's not put this off a year. We've done so much educating through the legislative process and even leading up, then let's not have pull this off the shelf when it's a bit stale. Let's go ahead. And so that was a change. Uh, Senator Jimmy Harris from New Orleans actually filed the bill that said all constitutional amendments would go on October 9th. So they changed the language in the bills to meet that and then they would go on the 9th. In terms of what's being done, I can tell you there are a lot of groups, interested stakeholders that are trying, trying to corral their membership base, their supporters, uh, there's fundraising initiatives, and this is gonna be treated like a true campaign. Uh, and so there will be statewide tours, um, by, by a lot of these groups, there'll be experts trying to make sure that voters are educated and aware of what this means. As you know, anytime you see the word tax on a constitutional amendment or the ballot, people get confused. So all of that has to take place. And I will tell you, that was ramping up really well uh, after the session. And now, you know, there's talk about a veto session. So uh, there are multiple things that are going on. Um, uh, right now, leading up to that October 9th. But I, I do think that there, there will be a successful campaign uh, mounted. Well, it ought to be an interesting couple of months. Uh, we're going to be discussing th this and other legislative topics at our convention or our conference that we have coming up in August. Um, so if you're interested in joining Elevate, seeing more of our engaged videocasts or podcast series, or attending that conference, you can visit www.elevate, with two L's, elevatela.org. Um, thank you, Jason, for being with us, and I cannot wait to see how the next few months unfold. Likewise. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. I'm your host, Julie Stokes, and we'll see you next time.